wait a minute here. Wait a minute. What's actually going on with this quarterback situation? They're not going to. Oh, good morning to you. Good Thursday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Steelers. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into hockey and or baseball. I also offer Daily Shots of Penguins and Pirates where you found this. It is, as I just mentioned, Thursday morning. Sunday brings the preseason finale against the Lions at Akershire Stadium. And as you and I are going back and forth this morning, there is no quarterback. There is no QB1, at least not officially. Mitch Trubisky himself confirmed that early yesterday. Yeah, for sure. I think I have um, just how I carry myself every day, what I've done on the practice field. Um, would like to do more last game, obviously, but um, hopefully get another opportunity this week to, to show why I should be. And um, it, it's, it's your whole body of work. So everything I've done in my career up to this point, what I've done in minicamp, um, the practices uh, at Latrobe in the preseason game. So it uh, wasn't the best showing last week as a unit and for myself. So, uh, just all you can do is control today and get better from there, and that's what I'm trying to do and have a great week. So that was before practice. Practice then happens, and guess who ends up taking arguably more first-team reps than he ever had before? Mm-hmm. Not Mitch Trubisky. Kenny Pickett. And this is what Kenny had to say afterward about where he feels he's at in the same situation um yeah i mean whatever whatever reps i do get um you know i'm excited to go out there and have the last preseason game and just kind of build off of all the progress that i've made throughout camp um thought it was a really successful camp just growing and, and getting the, getting used to the offense getting the hang of the nfl speed so i'm excited to go out there one more time now look nothing i say to those people who have planted a flag on one side or the other is going to make much of a difference if anything, whatever it is that I say is going to end up being taken badly by the side that thinks I'm against them. But I feel compelled to start with this. Trubisky has, from the day he arrived in Pittsburgh, spoken as if he's QB1. And he has done so openly and to an extent vocally, almost as if he's been trying to convince himself of that. Okay, set aside reality here. I'm literally just talking about perception, okay? Ride with me. Whereas, Kenny has come in and been Mr. Humble Rookie and everything else. Not that it's an act. He, he doesn't really have a BS side to him. You can tell. But when he was just kind of taking reps, uh, you know, with him and Chris Oladokun uh, off to the side while uh, Trubisky and Mason Rudolph were hanging out with the big boys, and then he got his own little turn in the interviews and spoke very humbly about, hey, what did you think that I thought I was just going to walk in here and be the man? There's no way that was going to happen. This is the NFL. But then he just keeps performing, and he keeps doing things that catch the coach's attention in a way that they really can't not pay attention. And maybe, just maybe, this script that the head coach of this football team has always left open-ended is still open-ended. What can you expect at Point Park University in downtown Pittsburgh? Respect, 
Rigor, relevance. That's the Point Park pledge. You'll be treated with respect while being challenged and supported academically to graduate with career-ready, relevant skills. Visit pointpark.edu to learn more. No, I'm not about to make some kind of grand prediction or anything like that, nor am I about to affix uh, the entirety of this quarterback competition onto one preseason game against the Lions. If there's one thing where Trubisky and Pickett, in speaking yesterday, spoke very much from the same page, it's that. It's not going to be about one game. But guess what? It's the last game. And it's the last game in a sequence that's seen Pickett just gradually climb, 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 and get to the point where the coaches look like they might be able to trust him. And that's when the dialogue takes a different turn, in my estimation. Look, I'm not flipping my own script here. My belief, and I'm going to underline this and boldface it for you, is that when the Steelers come out of the tunnel in Cincinnati, it's going to be Trubisky leading the way. But my further belief also hasn't changed that it might not be his job for very long. The Steelers run through a gauntlet there at the beginning of the year. Look at that schedule. And, you know, the offensive line and all that other stuff. And if things were to go wrong or really wrong in the early going, as I've also reiterated many times, Pickett is your ultimate bailout plan. You know, the day he comes running onto the field, ideally for a game here in Pittsburgh, it's going to be as if the clouds parted, the rays came through, and angels were singing. Now, let me ask you this. If you were Tomlin or Matt Canada or anyone who's involved in the offensive decision-making, I really should include Mike Sullivan in that as well. And you were to say, what is the one thing that we're most worried about in putting Pickett onto the field? Would you say playbook or would you say ball security? Because me, I got to tell you, I think it'd be the latter. I'd be more worried about Pickett trying to do too much as a youngster and maybe forcing plays that aren't there or plays that were there for him at the college level, but now all of a sudden wouldn't be in the NFL but then you can also make a pretty good case for the former because if you're going out there and facing NFL teams in the preseason, you're seeing nothing but vanilla defenses. You're not seeing anything schemed to your shortcomings. You're not seeing disguised blitzes and so forth, at least not on any significant scale. And then all of a sudden you're going out there against the Bengals, who have a pretty decent defense. And after that, the Patriots, who have a pretty decent head coach. My leaning here remains that you open up with Trubisky. You see what you've got, not just at quarterback, but at the rest of the positions on offense. You see how it goes. You let him navigate the hardest part of the process. If it goes well, it goes well. We can have another discussion down the line. To me, that's not protecting Pickett as much as it is buying him more time, more reps in practice, more film to study of 
the way the Steelers offense works. More film to study of the Steelers' own shortcomings as they get exposed on the offense. You know, kind of like this past weekend in Jacksonville. And from there, you put the player in the best possible position to succeed. But guess what? My vote doesn't count. Tomlin's apparently has yet to be cast. When we come back, Jay, one, two. Shot of Steelers is brought to you by our friends at Mike's Beer Bar. They're located directly across Federal Street from PNC Park. They are the one, the only, the premier destination in Pittsburgh for craft beer. More than 500 craft beers available, more than 350 of those local, and more than 80 of those on tap. Mike's can't be topped, not for beer, not for the awesome kitchen and menu that's available, not for all the special events that are going on there. Check them out online at mikesbeerbar.com. Mike's Beer Bar, right across Federal Street from PNC Park. And today's J1Q comes from Ben, who asks, So DK, just because this is something that's been bothering me for a while, why do you keep bringing up Mitch Trubisky as a number two overall pick all the time? I very much remember how the Bears were mocked for taking him that early. Ben, you're right. And the key word in your sentence there was Bears. The Bears are going to get mocked for anything that they do because they're the Bears. And that's probably doubly the case when it comes to the quarterback position. But here's the thing. It happened. Not only did the Bears take Trubisky at number two overall, People forget they traded up to do so. They were at three. They needed to get to two to be assured that they'd get him. They felt that anyway. Now, hindsight is awesome when it comes to evaluating drafts. And you can look at the rest of that class and say, okay, so the Bears took Trubisky ahead of Patrick Mahomes and Deshaun Watson, and they look like absolute fools for doing so. And they are absolute fools for doing so. However, however, let's not rewrite history here and turn Trubisky into some kind of a joke pick. If you go back, and I have done this, and look at different public, very public analyses that were done of the quarterback class at the time, before the draft was conducted, you'll find people not really ripping the Bears, but more looking at the fact that Trubisky was an incomplete product because he didn't actually play all that much quarterback when he was in college. Most of them saw him as a guy who was not really going to blow up on you, meaning in the negative sense, but who had a chance to blow up on you in the positive sense. I'm going to read you one such report from Lance Zierlein of NFL Network. Reading this now directly, 
Trubisky is a high-end quarterback prospect who possesses NFL size, a big arm, and the ability to throw with accuracy from the pocket or on the move. Despite having played in a spread-based offense, he's a full-field reader who does a very good job of getting an early read on the safeties before crafting his course of action. Trubisky will have to become much more pocket-aware and do a better job of recognizing and attacking blitzes to back NFL defensive coordinators off. He hasn't put all the pieces together yet, but the puzzle is all right in front of him. Trubisky projects as a good starting quarterback with a high floor and the potential to be great. NFL comparison, Matthew Stafford. That's not me. That's not the Bears. That's an independent guy. And he was far from alone. There were quotes from... NFL executives, general managers, and scouts, as there always are before any NFL draft, that all kind of sounded like this. I have a feeling that what you're referring to is that instant reaction that people have when a pick is made because they're holding next to them their own favorite prospectus or whatever in their own list and they go, oh, look at this, the Bears reached or so-and-so reached for this guy or that guy. It, it, It doesn't mean that. What it means, more often than not, is that the 32 NFL teams and their various scouting departments have infinitely more information than we do on these players. It's not just about the film. It isn't. So, in a roundabout way here, to answer your question, the reason that I refer to Mitch Trubisky repeatedly as a number two overall pick and having had that pedigree is because both things are true. Both things are undeniably, indispensably true. They're part of his journey into the NFL and through the NFL. It's who he is, for better or worse. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everyone listening to Daily Shot of Steelers. We'll do another one of these tomorrow.